listeners, uh, people of the world, coming to you recorded, it's me, Barney. It's me, Dan. And this is a bit spursy. Welcome uh, to a new installment where we have so many interesting things to talk about. Dan, we've got everything you could possibly want out of a podcast. Everything. And we're going to all corners of the globe today. It's, it's, mm. it's, uh, I'm struggling to think of what to say after that because it's, it's like, it feels like a lot has happened yet not much has also happened at the same time. Yep, totally. And just to be clear to our listeners, Dan says four corners of the globe because both of us believe the earth is flat. So, uh, that, what do you that's mean believe, uh, important. Uh, hmm? What do you mean believe? I mean, it is, it is. Oh, sorry. We know, we know, we know. It we is know. flat yeah. and it is shaped by a, like, like the, the shape of a rectangular football pitch. <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's the words we're talking about. <laughs> Can you believe it? it? Everything we say, even if it seems unrelated to Spurs, it is. It you just need to listen in. really carefully. You just need to draw a long enough bow and then it, it all works back to Spurs. Yeah. So I hope you're all holding your string. It's <laughs> <laughs> a requirement of this podcast. You've got to hold a piece of string. Um, while you're listening to it. So Dan, what, what do you want to, what do you want to kick off with? What's, uh, is there anything in particular that that's really chomping at your bit? To, um, <laughs> I think maybe if we very, very briefly cover the, the end of the Korea, um, tour, um, yep. which was, uh, it, it was pretty interesting, like to have those two friendlies, um, one, which was just the absolute phone in job of the century against the, mm. the K-League All-Stars, where it's like, our players didn't really care. They didn't really care. It was just like a bit of a run out. And it was just like charity match goals being scored. Um, yeah. To then go from that to Sevilla, who just wanted to come out and, I don't know, prove that they were big tough guys <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, it was such a, such a sudden shift in gears. Like from the worst handball I've ever seen ever, which seemed to me kind of like, let's get Sonny a goal. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, with <laughs> compared to Sevilla, which was like, uh, guess what? UFC's in town. Um, yeah, it was super, super interesting. Also, like watching Eric Lamella try and break up a fight was very funny. Oh, yeah, totally. To have him as the mediator in the middle, yeah. it's, it's something we're not used to, but you look at him and he's still got those shark eyes going as he's doing that. <laughs> Um, yeah. but he's probably a good mediator in a sense. Cause like this guy looks so crazy that, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll stop. <laughs> we'll stop now. We'll stop. <laughs> yeah. We'll stop. We'll stop. Um, it was funny though, having, it's like, yeah, it was like, uh, the, you know, uh, breaking up the Argentina friends. Um, mm. cause I think it was Montiel from Sevilla, um, who was the one who was throwing a few tackles in. He was like late on Sessignon and then he just took out Son, which I think then, and then maybe Son kind of gave him a bit of a shoulder, back. Uh, and then I think what was actually really nice to say about that was the fact that even when things started to kick off, like Romero and Richarlison were just straight in there to like, <laughs> yeah, to back us up. So in some ways it's good that like, we don't want to just, you know, <laughs> getting violent in our games or anything like that. But I feel like with the squad we've got now and also with like Hoybier as well and Dyer, like we're not really, I don't think we're going to get bullied in games as much as say, you know, four or five years ago when everyone was a little bit younger and maybe a little bit more timid in that aspect. Totally. Yeah. Uh, it is good to like, and we don't have like battle of the bridge where it was kind of like, all right, boys, we're going to show them that we're not boys anymore. We're men. And then go really over the top. All those guys, uh, can stand up for themselves and stand up for other people. But I mean, maybe Romero, but, uh, they don't usually sort of go out seeking, uh, violence. Yeah. Apart, because we don't have Lamella anymore who, who does. <laughs> Definitely. Lamella's like the mate who's like, you're out just having a quiet night at the pub and then they just somehow end up getting in a scuffle and you're like, how, why, how did this happen? Yeah. How did this happen? We were just playing some pool. Like, why do you have to start <laughs> talking trash to someone else? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought the career, it was, you know, there was so much like, what a wonderful preseason tour. Wonderful stuff. And I'm sure, I'm sure it was. But, you know, for us fans that are not in Korea, you're like, okay, well, yeah, great. Yeah, it was a wonderful uh, exhibit of Spurs play for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> which has thousands of problems. It is so annoying. Yeah, it's, um, it's like, I'll, 
I feel like maybe they spent all of their money on the, the UI and they're just like, mm. look how slick and nice it looks. And then it's like, but what about the actual streaming? Yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so so does the audio just randomly cut out all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, people need a break to their ears. It's cool. It's good. It's cool. Um, I was getting last night um, watching the Rangers game. For At times it would go into like a big echo chamber where there'd be like one stream of audio and then a second stream of audio playing on a five-second delay. Um, but uh, look, <laughs> if that's purposeful, they're probably like, no, no, you had concert hall mode turned on. <laughs> yeah. That's a, It's a special mode we put in. It's concert hall mode. Yeah. And if you turn up the delay even more, that's cave mode. Yeah. Um, you should really give it a go. It's really great. Yeah. I had like the audio was so out of sync with what was happening, but it wasn't consistently out of sync. So it would move between being like 20 seconds behind to being uh, in sync to then being ahead to then being slightly, it was so weird. I think that's random time mode. Oh, cool. Back to the future mode. Back to the future mode. <laughs> this is like, they've, um, they've had like an audio engineer who like, you know, got his masters or something and he's on the team and that like Gareth just keeps piping up with like, Hey, we should put this mode on. I think it'd be really good for all the audio files out there. And they're like, no, just shut up. Fine. Fine. Chuck in one or two, we don't care. We need to proceed and actually get this app out there and released. And then it's just like all these random things just start happening. Yet uh, Gareth's dream, he's happy with what he's done here. <laughs> he's really, really pleased. What did you think of the game last night, the friendly against Rangers? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought like the, and I know Conte said before the game, I'm pretty sure that like, oh, look, Rangers, they start their campaign next week. So they're, they're ahead in their fitness prep than we are because we've still got another week on top of that. Um, and I think that definitely showed in the first half. Um, but then I, f I thought our best spell was like early in the second half. Um, and maybe when we made one or two changes as well. But I don't know. It seemed to me things looked like once they start clicking properly that I th I'm it actually made me very excited. Like... I think there was a lot of nice movement. I think I was getting so excited about Hoybier because I just thought he looked so lively. And so like the criticisms of him being, you know, a cement mixer and like can't turn, can't move, all that sort of stuff. I I, I don't know what your thoughts are on him at, right now, but I just feel like he looks, I don't know. He looks like he's, he's slimmed down a little bit and he's just all over the place in a good way, all over the place. Um, It's funny that you, because usually I'm his biggest fan. But I thought that he was kind of no, actually no. I thought he was he was inconsistent in the sense that he was do everywhere doing all these like really good things, but then at the same time just like weird wayward passes or not quite getting to something or or whatever. Um, but I agree with you that the good was better than I've seen him play, and the bad was not particularly surprisingly bad. It was just like whoa, whatever. Um, yeah, I thought he was really good. I, I think I said in the discord after the first half an hour, I was like, what is happening? Like, I'm not impressed at all. I thought Benton Kerr had a really good game, uh, until he got subbed. Um, but there were mm -hmm. a few times where he just got sold out in midfield because Davidson Sanchez just like pinged the ball directly at him. And he had like two dudes on him. <laughs> uh, actually same thing happened to Kane as well. Um, yeah, I was kind of a bit. And the other thing was that Emerson Royal is he allergic to shooting? Like what? I don't understand. There was so I think there was like three chances in that, or maybe two chances in that first half where he could have just shot, and then instead he tried to pull it back, and every single time it ended up with a turnover. It was it was weird. It seemed like he'd been told do not shoot. Yeah, um, he was a little bit timid in that, mm. and there was like, um, and like there were situations where he he clearly should have shot. Like it's it's. Unless, like you say, they're like, no, Emerson, you are not allowed to shoot. We just want you to work on cutting it back at every single opportunity you get. You're not allowed to do it. Um, I think, like, maybe the some of the technical things maybe I didn't didn't phase me as much because um, I was I, I think I was mainly focusing on just like the the, the movement of the players in general, um, and I think that like the passing and and some of those touches and, and those sort of things will come in time. Um, so I think that, yeah, having said all that, I thought when Basuma did come on, he did look pretty nice and 
Um, like his passing was, it was, he was very calm and very, uh, very crisp for someone who's just slotted into the team um, as well. Like he looks like, it's interesting, like, cause that's his first game for Spurs, but he looks like he's <laughs> almost the most settled in <laughs> for, for preseason. Um, that, that's, that's just what like I got from his cameo. Like it, it just seemed very, very calm under pressure and, and sort of, you know, distributing as well. Yeah, I thought he was great when he came on. Um, calm, really, he took uh, up space really well. Um, yeah, he seemed like he was ready to go, which was great to see. Um, it was good to see Perisic as well, um, who is definitely an upgrade, uh, even on the first half, Cess, which maybe is a little harsh. But the other thing I thought was an upgrade was Lucas playing at wing back over Royale. Like there was just so much more forward thrust uh, on that side. And because he's so quick, I mean, we I don't really remember when Lucas was playing there, us having any kind of like defensive issues. Um, but yeah, I thought he looked, he looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Like, because I guess there's a lot of guessing going on with what we can do with, especially right wing back um, and what is happening now. Because... I thought once we've got Spence in the mix as well, um, maybe we're going to see, I don't know, Lucas drop off from there. And, you know, that was just to give Lucas a run or build up fitness or something like that. But he's doing pretty well there. (laughs) I wonder if now this maybe gives the club motivation to, like they think that they could sell Emerson, for example, and retain Lucas. Like, whereas maybe initially they were like, Lucas has to go if we're looking at him as like a forward player, it's like, we're probably going to get rid of him. Um, so I don't know. Like it's, it's, I'm just finding it very, very interesting as to like what, what the plan is uh, for Conte now, because I, I really, I have no idea <laughs> like who we're going to start with as our sort of um, right wing back at the start of the season. I've got no idea. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. I reckon it will probably be Emerson um, for, now, but I don't know how long that will last. Uh, especially if we get better results with like Spence looked good too. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Uh, what I can't really remember anything that Langley did. I did a nice pass over the top to Richarlison when Richarlison got brought down. Mm, oh, that's right. That was like a nice sort of like long ball, like down the line. Um, but it kind of felt like when he came on, we weren't really in control of the game. And we didn't really mm. get to see him on the ball too much. Um, mm-hmm. But I just still find it comical, like how how many people just are like still just, it's like they've written off Langley before he's even played. Um, mm. Whereas, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what he could do. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see what he can do. And I mean, it's perfect football narrative because you can, everyone's going to bag him off. Um, it's like, remember Kulusevsky? Like it was like, oh, he sucks. (laughs) And then when he's good, it was like, well, I guess at the end of the day, he, he had to change. It's not my opinion. He actually improved. (laughs) Uh, And that's the same thing's going to happen if Lengley ends up to be a a good signing. Um, I can't remember who said it. It might've been on the extra inch, but they were talking about, it's interesting that that's a loan without an option to buy because it implies that Barcelona are still interested enough that they're not just like, see ya. Mm. Um, and whether, you know, who knows what happens, but, uh, or maybe, maybe the opposite way Spurs, uh, sort of being cautious. Um, yeah, I, don't found, know. It, I found it weird. I, I heard some report when that came out that said that, and this is why I don't, I don't believe the port, so I don't even know why I'm talking about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> like it was saying that Spurs didn't want the option to buy in there, um, uh-huh. which I find is interesting because it's like, surely you just include an option to buy because who cares? Like, yeah, like there's an, an obligation to buy. Obviously, you'd be very, very wary of that. Um, but like an option to buy, it's like, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like maybe, yeah, maybe Barcelona are just like, we want to send him out. It's so weird. It is actually really, really weird because so many clubs now they do send players out. And unless they're a really young player, like Brian Hill, apparently whenever we're talking to play, places, we're like, there's no option to buy. He's ours. We just want mm. to develop a bit and then see how we go. Um, yeah, it is a little bit bizarre to have a loan that doesn't have anything of that in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Actually, on Brian Hill, I thought, I mean, similar to last season, I was kind of like, there is the outline of a good footballer there, but it just seems like he's kind of out of sync with the rest of the team. And I know that's because he has been on loan and it's preseason or whatever, but I guess you kind of want to see an improvement, even though he hasn't been there. So there's no reason for him to be. But I was kind of like, this doesn't look very different from Brian Hill preseason last year. Yeah, I feel it's like it. It just seems like we don't really know what to do with Hill, mm. right? And maybe that is Conde going. I want him out on loan. I don't really want him. <laughs> like, mm. but it's like if you said, where does Brian Hill come in and play? You're like, mm, I don't know, on the right, on the left, somewhere in there. Mm. Maybe a bit of thrust in midfield late in the game if you want another attacking midfielder in there. Who knows? Um, yeah, I feel like maybe it is best if he goes out on loan, and. I don't, it makes me think as well, like, what are we going to do with Saar? I feel like he's probably going to be pushed out on loan again as well. Yeah. And the reports are that we've been trying to get him to go to AC Milan and he doesn't want to go. Um, so who knows? <laughs> it must be so weird if you're a player and they're just like, yeah, we want you to go away on loan here. And you're like, oh, I really just want to fight. And like, yeah. I want to train under Conte. I prefer to just train here under Conte for a year. Um, because I think that's an argument too of like, if you're going out on loan to another club, you've probably got to be pretty sure that they are going to develop players in a similar manner or method that you would, or that they're playing a similar style of football, or there's going to be some sort of benefit for them going out there rather than just like, oh, first team football. Because then it's like, if they're playing first team football, which is not in any way sort of cohesive to how, you know, your identity of club and how you want to play. Um, and if they're training ground, like they don't have Conte working there. They don't have his team working there. It's like, would it be better just to have them training with the first team squad every single day, um, and getting really like pushed in that as opposed to just experiencing, you know, a handful, like one first team game a weekend, um, as the benefit when they're overseas, um, or just at a different club. Yeah. I think part of it would be like, I can, I totally understand. Would it not be better to just have him train under Conte and then, you know, see what happens throughout the season. But I think maybe without the motivation of actual, if they're, if he's going to stay and not play basically, then the motivation for him to train hard is going to be, depending on what he's like, it's either going to make him train harder because he's going to try and push his way in or it's going to really reduce that motivation because it's like, well, what's the point? Because I'm not going to be playing. Um, so who who bloody knows? I mean, we never. Joe Roden just hangs around. Yeah, so. he just hangs around. And then also, like you know, last season Dane Scarlett just hung around. Yeah, true. Um, so that that's why I wonder. Like that's why I I, I guess I don't get too like oh they must go on loan they must go on loan, um, but I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I think you might be right though. Like if there's no chance of them playing and they know that they're a long way down the pecking order. Um, maybe just even that, that motivation to go off, prove yourself, come back as basically a ready to go first team player. Maybe that is the main sort of driving factor, which, which makes a club decide, yep, the player should go out on loan for that experience. Oh, totally. And like, you know, it's the same with any sport or performance or anything you need to practice for the actual event is so you know, you're trying to replicate the event in training or parts of the event in training so that they hopefully will be improved when the actual thing happens, the actual game happens. But the game's so different. And so if you're only training for a year, when you come back and play an actual game, it's going to be quite, uh, yeah, different. And probably, you know, you're not going to have any experience dealing with the challenges that present themselves only in a match day scenario, especially a competitive match day scenario. Yeah. I think then there there's the the other question of like, obviously it's going to be good in some assets to go overseas, experience a different league, a different way of playing, um, and all that. But then if we're really serious about a play, you kind of want them to be getting Premier League experience, which I guess is the big sort of talking point when Hill went out last season. It's like why would we loan him back to a club in Spain when we're wanting him to sort of, you know, allegedly sort of bulk up a little bit and get used to a more physical game in the Premier League. 
It's like, well, then loan to a Premier League club, surely. <laughs> like We should have sent him to like Bristol City in League One yeah. or wherever they are and just been like, deal with this. <laughs> People just clotheslining him. <laughs> Can you imagine him? He'd be like, hey, I've been called the next Messi and you're yeah. sending me out here to League One Bristol City. <laughs> oh, you've been called next Messi, have you? So have I, mate. Look at this. Here is my fist. <laughs> it would be... They call me the next Great. Messi of down in pints, mate. <laughs> Watch me break your leg. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. I, yeah, I would hope if we do, set, if he was to go out alone, that we would send him to another English club, Premier League club, preferably, but if not championship, where he's going to play a lot. Yeah. And I feel like it's maybe the championship, it is a good place to send players uh I guess it probably just depends what they need. Like if we've got a player who's like got all the physical aspects, but it's like, you know what? Technique's kind of lacking. Maybe then sending them over to somewhere like Italy. Great. (laughs) But if they're a player who we know, Hey, they're actually really good on the ball. Like they're, they're dribbling's not a problem. They're like all that sort of stuff. That's all fine. But they need to be getting used to like a bit more of a physical game. Then it's like, well, surely then (laughs) we need to be making that decision there, but uh, see, I, I'd be interesting to know how like the loan market works in that sense. Like, do the clubs just go to an agent like, "Hey, go try and find a loan somewhere," or like, do the clubs just have a mailing list where they just sort of update everyone? Like, "Hey, everyone, uh, happy first Friday of the month. Uh, just letting you know, we've got these players going on discount. Uh, inquire within, and then they just list. Like, I, I wonder how that's actually done because like on like, you know, FIFA and football manager and all that sort of stuff. It's like, you know, there's a transfer market center and, and all that. And I wonder if there is something that people log into, or if they just kind of just spam out to clubs and to see if anyone's interested. Yeah. I reckon the, I would assume that the club has profiles of clubs that they either have a relationship with because they've sent players before, or they think it would be a good place for players to go. And then they sort of set up their own, like, weird like feeder you know kind of relationships but the other thing is that like i think this happened with parrot maybe it was a jack clark that we sent them to clubs on loan and then they just didn't play and Mm. you know they just kind of hung out there or they you know came on for the last five minutes and it wasn't or the way that the team played didn't suit them so you would think it would be really well structured and they'd really think about it but sometimes it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like it's just like, like they just send like a MailChimp email <laughs> to every club being like, oh, we've got a couple of players on loan. Um, come borrow our toys. Like really strange. Yeah. And they're just suddenly sending like, um, like robocalls, like just to constantly just call uh, a player and say, do you want Brian Hill on loan? Press one. If not, press two. But then they don't care. They just send that out every single day. Absolutely. I reckon they send out, um, hello, this is the tax department. <laughs> you have been found of committing tax fraud. Press one to go to jail or two to take Hill on loan. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, it's just a completely like... Uh... <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess we better take Hill on loan. Well, it's, uh, we don't want to go to jail. Rodney, this is not real. This is not a real call. It's like, well, you, you don't know. They said they're from the tax office. They said they're from the tax yeah. office. So what would you have done? I don't know. I probably yeah. wouldn't have taken Hill on loan. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Oh, no. Now we've got Vlad Kirikesh on loan. Yeah. Oh, God. This is why um, Spurs players come out and, and all the money that the club is making from that is going to like the amount of robocalls that they're sending out and just funding that machine. Um, it's still a supercomputer, perhaps. A supercomputer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, we got a supercomputer in. Oh, great! You're doing some like tactical analysis, breaking down all the plays in Europe, and like a Moneyball thing, and that's that's pretty cool. It's like, no, just robocalls. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, we call it Skype. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, this club is being right into the ground. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the other uh, thing that happened last night in the in the friendly, which I must have misheard mm-hmm. what was happening at the start, because I, with Forster getting booed for the whole game because he used to play for Celtic, 
what I heard at the start was that first a Forster, Forster, oh my God, was making his debut. Uh, you know what a special occasion to come and do it at Rangers, and so I was like, oh, he, did he used to play for Rangers? And then as soon as he came on, people were like calling for his head, and I was like, whoa, what the hell? But of course, no, he played for <laughs> Celtic. But yeah, it was it was full on. I suppose that would happen if we were playing a you know a club that brought. Uh, they brought on a player that played for Arsenal. Yeah, I, it's a bit weird. Maybe whoever was saying that at the start of the game got their facts wrong and they thought that the Forster was a Rangers like ex-player. And it's like, oh, what a great debut. It's going to be amazing for him to come come here, make his debut here. Such a sentimental moment. And it's like, you know, we play for their biggest rivals and like they hate each other so much. Like arguably more than like team any other, um, you know, derby sort of. Um, anywhere else, like where there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sort of big derbies everywhere, but by all accounts, like the, the Celtic Rangers hatred is very, very, very deep. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit weird and it's, it's just so weird seeing a friendly game and then just seeing like forced a goalkeeper coming off the bet, like coming on in, and it's just, just these really just heavy, heavy boos, um, sort of ringing out. Cause like you compare it to. I think when we had Arsenal at our place before the start of last season and it was after the Euros and then like Saka was getting like applauded because of the, the sort of the aftermath from that. And it's like, Oh yeah, no, well, look, even though you play for Arsenal, uh, you know, well done for, for taking penalties and sorry about all this, you know, the crap that happened following that. Uh, but then this is like, nah, just don't care. It used to be Celtic. Screw him. Sure. But I think that if, if um, Forster had, <laughs> gone through months of horrendous racism. I wonder whether they still would have, I mean, I don't know, but I, I would assume that they probably still, they wouldn't have booed him. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to equate reception. it to the same as racism. But... Sounds like you're <laughs> trying to say that playing for Celtic is the same as copying racist <laughs> abuse. No, I just mean, it's like, it's just really bizarre when you see, like, usually just in friendlies, it's like, you know, it is just a friendly environment. Um, and you just don't usually see like negative you know, sides of things come out. You normally just see like the positive um, from it, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what I love though about friendlies is that every friendly that's ever played ever before the game, it's always like, well, I don't think it's going to be much of a friendly today. Actually. <laughs> I think the players are really up for it. I think it's not going to be like a friendly. I think it's going to be like an actual game. And then anytime anything happens that even is slightly like what might happen, like someone goes in for a tackle, they're like, Oh, 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 oh not so friendly after all, is it? <laughs> it's like, what, what, what? Yeah. And I guess the same happened in this, like there were some pretty heavy tackles coming in more so from the Rangers players. Um, yeah, but you're right. I guess it's like, it, maybe it's really just like those, those very early preseason friendlies where everyone's like, all right, let's, let's not do anything silly. Let's, let's, let's chill out a bit. But when it gets to this stage plays, like I want to be playing next week. So I've got to show that <laughs> I've got to show a bit of metal. Um, and then they really go like, cause there were a few tackles in this game, which were a bit heavy. And it seems now like, especially like a player like Son definitely is getting targeted a lot more than he has been previously. Mm. Yeah, he sure is. The other thing that, like, Decky being tackled, was were there two different tackles? One of which he got a yellow for simulation, and then the camera angle, you couldn't tell whether he had actually flopped or not, but he was very angry when he got that yellow card. Or was was, was it also Decky that got tackled, like, on the edge of the box? And to me, I thought it was inside the box, but... Again, camera angle can't tell. Was that was that both him? Yeah, that was first half the the tackle that resulted in the free kick, which looked like it was the um the edge of box. And I watching the game in my head, I'm like, VAR, let's check that. It's gonna go. And that's like, no, hang on, it's a front like they're not gonna go to a VAR decision then. But I thought it did look like it was inside. Um and so maybe Decky was a little bit irritated about that and then might have gone down a touch easily in the second half to try and bring it back. Um, but yeah, I think there could have been a little bit of that. He like maybe felt aggrieved and then he was like, all right, well, if there's an opportunity, I'll see what I can do here. What I loved about it was that when he went down a little easy, his 
absolute indignation that he didn't simulate. And he got so, like, as opposed to being like, what, me, simulate? I would never do that. I can't believe this, Ref. You're being so un- so unfair. It was like, I'll kill you and your whole family. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, it was so intense. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, um, I'm sure it has happened, but uh, if, like, someone's got red carded in a friendly, preseason friendly for, like, you know, something like that happening, then completely losing it at the ref and like descent or I don't know, something, something like that. But yeah, like he was protesting pretty hard. And then when you look at it, it's like, there could have been some contact, but come on, Decky, like you, <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Like you just assume in a friendly, you'd get up and just like, I don't know, wink at the ref and be like, yeah, well I tried. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, well. this was like an attack on his entire holistic being that he got that yellow. <laughs> it was so good. Also, that free kick on the edge of the box, was that the one that Kane took and he booted it directly into Dyer? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, his reaction after having done that looked to me as, uh, I read it as like, that was my final chance. <laughs> like he was, he just stopped and was like, oh. Yeah. It's just like that thing. Oh, what into the wall? I didn't think that was going to happen. It's like every time. Harry, it's like the worst thing that could have happened for our free kicks is the fact that Harry scored one against the the All-Stars in Korea. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Because you just saw, like, and it looked like I thought Son was going to take it because he was, like, sort mm. of shaping up as well. And then I love that um, Dyer came over, and I just pictured him sort of going, like, hey, boys, you want to... Uh, you want you want old Eric to jump in? You want you want Eric to jump in and have a and they were just like no nah, and then he just turns and walks away. Um but then it's like, all right, fine, it's between Kane and Son. That's like, you know, they're the two left in this battle royale of who's gonna take this. And Son looks like he's getting his stance ready. Okay, hopefully Son has a ping at this. Um but then again, just to see Harry, it's like I thought like if it we've got a set piece specialist now, their first thing surely would just to be go to go, hey, Harry, free kicks? Mm, not you, anyone else. <laughs> You've already got penalties, mate. Like, what do you... I, I, cannot, I cannot believe he's still taking... It's, like, comical at this point that he is still taking them. Like, I would love to see a compilation of all his free kicks because it would be hilarious the amount of times he would hit the wall or, some, or you know, like, blast it over the bar or whatever. Like, we have Perisic now who can take a good free kick. Dyer can take a good free kick. Son can take a good free kick. Decky can take a good free kick. Like, I'm sure there's other players as well that are probably better than Harry Kane, and Harry Kane continues to take free kicks. Yeah, and I think why it, it, it does become frustrating is because he's never even remotely close. Like, you mm. can never be like, you know what? He's trying to play such a fine margin with the free kick that it just often goes into, like, the head of someone in the wall or it, it just it's going around the wall, but it just clips the side. It's like it's just dead into the middle of the wall. <laughs> like, they're never even – you never even get that moment as a fan watching it being like, oh, it's just like, yeah, yeah well, what, what, what was going to happen there? <laughs> it was It's the same thing every single time. So, yeah, I just don't know how we break – out of like he must be contractually obliged like there must be yeah. a clause in his contract which says he gets first dibs on free kicks every single time yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there must be it's so annoying um hopefully that I was right and that reaction was his final chance and uh he'll never take one again <laughs> yeah. um look i i hope so cuz like you say there's so many other players now that um yeah could do a better job with them. And yeah, I just hope that, I don't know, maybe in the next week or two, we'll, we'll see that phasing out as like, maybe is it, is it Johnny Vio, the, the, the set piece specialist? Maybe he's just, yeah. he's just come in. He doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers. It's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, freaking cool, 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 cool. But in, on his like whiteboard in his office, the big thing in red circled at the top is like cane off free kicks. But he's just yeah. building up to that for like, you know, in the next couple of weeks, like he's implementing all these little, like, you know, when you go see, um, one of those, like, you know, magicians, but they do, it's like the Darren Brown type people where they're like, um, it's like, you know, I've conditioned you to say the color pink right now. And here is, f- you know, four weeks of footage of me, like conditioning your brain. Um, maybe that's just what Gianni, Gianni does. Like he just hangs out in the canteen and he just subtly drops things that like, kind of start moving Kane away from that, just step by step. Yeah, I reckon it's like, oh, yeah, oh, you're having the salad today? Oh, very nice. I reckon people that take free kicks are kind of lame, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, this boy at school took free kicks and he was the biggest loser in the whole he school. He was a loser. Oof. Anyway, I'm going to the sauna. See you later, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. We can hope. Like, listen, you need to listen to these. Uh, this ASMR to go to sleep every night, Harry. And just in the background is like, don't take free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't take them. Don't take them. <laughs> and one day Harry's going to wake up and be like, I don't think I'm going to take free kicks. Yeah, and then there's like, why is that, Harry? It's like, oh, I don't want to be a loser. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> I would love that Harry Kane just ends up there. He gets so paranoid with it. Like, we've we've done this psychological experiment on him, and it's really just not good, and it's backfired. And he's just, like, hanging around the locker room, and he's just like, psst, psst. Young men, psst. Come here, Sonny, psst. Hey, people who take free kicks are losers. Pass it on. And it's just like he just becomes obsessed with it at the trading ground and just turns into this weird recluse just hiding in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, we like broke him. Completely broke him. Hello there, a bit Spursy listener. It's me, Barney. And me, Dan. And we are here to tell you some fantastic news. We have started a free Discord to which you can go on and chat all things Tottenham Hotspur and other related concepts. <laughs> yeah, to join that, uh, head to discord.gg slash abitspursy. That's correct. We also now have a Patreon to which you can pay for Spurs-related content. <laughs> and, it sounds like a scam. It's not a scam here. It's, it's not a scam. We're not scamming. We're not scamming. It's uh, Look, we, we love uh, you know creating this podcast and there's a whole bunch of other things that we want to do with some streams. Uh, some watch-alongs and, and these sort of bits and pieces. If you would like to help us out and support us there, we'd really appreciate it. We'll be able to create more Spurs, Spurs content and uh, sort of have fun doing that. So if you'd like to do that, uh, please head to patreon.com slash a bit Spurs. Uh, the more of you that are on the Patreon, the less time I have to spend in the coal mine, which is my job. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get Barney out of the coal mine. And uh, yeah, all links can be found uh, on our website at abitspursy.com. One of the uh, other things that happened uh, during the week, well, it was 18th of July, so what's that, six days ago, um, is Leighton, Leighton Orient's head coach, Richie Wellens, came out uh, <laughs> and said that um, he uh, thinks that Conte, he's running the players at an extreme level and, and you can't burn players out and very bad, which I just is so funny to me. Because it's like, bro, like this guy's won so many trophies doing this. You coach Leighton Orient and you're apparently the expert on what Conte does. Like if it's like some kind of like publicity thing that he's trying to do, genius. Uh, otherwise, moron. Yeah, yeah it's, it's him getting his own brand out. It's like, I'm into more of a gentle football. So we don't do any running in preseason. We just let the players sit around on bean bags and um, and think about it. And if they get a bit fitter that way, then that's great. Yeah, that's great because I don't want pushing too hard. I don't want burn them out. Don't want burn them out preseason. Yeah, I'd say like um, I get like the overall thing, but it's like you know we've got how many three, four, like three fitness co- or like at least a couple of dedicated fitness coaches, and then another two who are like, no, I'm a first team coach. No, but I'm really actually just a fitness coach. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of trust them. And like with the amount of sports science and stuff now, like a lot has been made out of like, oh, Harry Kane was playing too much throughout last season and playing in a real dangerous level and all that. But I think like, you know, Conte has spoken about, and even now he's saying it's like, hey, what, what we've got now is we've got more of a squad so that we can rotate and not drop the level. And that's what we want. So I feel it's like, yeah, the preseason is really to build up that fitness level, which has to be intense, to then be able to get to the season and then manage that fitness level and not. But we wouldn't be training at the exact same intensity throughout the whole season. Oh, totally. And we wouldn't also. I mean, this all came out because of the video of the players running laps. Like, we're not. I'm sure we're not doing that every day, twice a day. And then the players like, we're really tired, and I think I've got an injury. And Conte's like, no, run. <laughs> um, 
Like you never get, whenever people talk about dangerous, like say for this, for example, dangerous training or A, no one ever defines what dangerous actually means. Like, uh, you know, you can assume it means injury or whatever, probably not death. Um, and <laughs> Probably um, not death. You, probably not. Um, and you also never get what is dangerous about it. Like apart from the fact that it's intense, it's like, yeah, okay. But these guys are professional athletes who during a game, it's very intense. Like is a game, like games, I guess are dangerous because you can get injured in a game. But what do you actually mean by that? Like the whole thing is just so armchair expert, ridiculous, which <laughs> this dude is like bought in on as a professional. Um, it's mental. Oh, definitely. And it's like... Ultimately, at the end of the day, what are the players going to be get more injured by? They're going to get more injured by games and contact and tackles and those sort of things. Whereas, like, they're such conditioned athletes. Like, when they're going for runs, like, their body is happy in that spot. Like, it might be very, very challenging and difficult for them because they're pushing through, but they're not putting them in a scenario where it's like, all right, you've got, all right, we've got a 5K run through the forest and we put in 25 bears. Better try and avoid all the bears. Otherwise, you might end up with a bit of a limb missing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's dangerous. Like, that's dangerous. They're like, what we've done is we've got a man from the street. We've given him two AK-47s. We're going to spin him around a few times, put a blindfold on. He's just going to fire. And um, you just avoid the bullets. Uh, so that's basically training. That's pre-season. Uh, that's how we're going to build you up. Uh, all right, spin him around. Like, Definitely. That's not... You know that's not that's not happening in any football club outside my football club that I run. Um, so that's um, they're called Danger FC actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> if you want that sort of stuff, go down to Danger FC. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's very sort of like um, subjective. That like I I fully trust that with where sports science is, and not all clubs are obviously at that level, but we can't be putting all this money into a training ground, all this money into a stadium, all this money into our squad and that, and then come to the end of it and go like, oh shit, we forgot about the medical side of it. Like it's, it's just, there's no way that we're not doing that now. Like we're not at the, like, I, I totally like 10, 15 years ago, most clubs were not even thinking of that in the slightest. Um, <laughs> like a player would come off and just start, you know, light up a cigarette and go do whatever. Um, Maybe more like 30 years ago, something like that. But anyway, point still says that like, I feel like we're in pretty safe hands. Um, and it, we would have known by now, like people would have come out and said, Hey, Conte has got a massive record of injuring players. Just mm. be wary of that. And we haven't heard anything on that front. So I think we could sort of say, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, Richie Wellens. I think we're okay. Yeah. Thanks Richie Wellens for your opinion. I'll be interested to see how late in Orient, uh, go. Uh, I'd love to know about your training methods. Um, yeah. Uh, do you know Adele? Um, thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, the other, the biggest event perhaps of, uh, the last week, um, was the, uh, the pizza event, which I watched, I didn't watch the, the video with volume. So I actually don't really know apart from the fact that Doherty, Dyer and Kane ate a pizza, um, <laughs> I I don't really know anything about it. Uh, you're the expert on this video, Dan. No, I would love if that was just your like reporting of the thing. Like, <laughs> Eric and uh, Kane just ate a pizza. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Barney Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think like when I first saw it, I think I was so perplexed because I was like, Kane never does any of this stuff. Mm. Um. Doherty's at least been in a few of our videos about, you know, like we mentioned like last episode about, so um, what do you like to do when you go traveling with your new Sugo backpack? You like to put your stuff in it? And Doherty's <laughs> like, yeah, I like you put some stuff in that, eh? Um, <laughs> and so we've seen him a little bit. We've seen like Eric every now and then, you know, he, like he talks and he's, he's, he's in some things, but Kane is never in any of this stuff. Like, it's like that, again, maybe it's in Kane's contract. He's like, uh, no, in my contract, I don't want people to think I have fun. So I'm not allowed to have any fun on camera. Um, like, do, do you remember, buddy, that, um, that footage of, I think it was before the start of last season, where Son was going around and handing out all the players their, like, FIFA rating cards. Mm. And he's going around and he's like, H, H, where's H? H, hey, where's H? And then the club just cut to a shot of, like, Harry Winks. 
And it's like, we all know that they call Harry Kane H. It's not. <laughs> and he's nowhere to be found. Um, the, my, my favorite part of that was after H, H. And then he saw Harry Winks. We cut to Harry Winks and he's like, ah, Harry, uh, I've been looking for you. I was like, no, no, you haven't. <laughs> to hand out his 76 card. You haven't been looking for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not running around the training guard shouting out to give someone a 76. Yeah. Um, but maybe this is also part of Kane's, like, you know, how he was on um, Jimmy Fallon. Like, mm. there is that little bit of a push for a bit more, you know, get his personality out there a little bit. Um, but anyway, I, I saw this video and I was like, what is going on here? This is just seems very random. And it just looked like a fan is just eating a pizza with these three players. And I'm like, okay. Um, but then in looking into it, the guy is Dave Portnoy. And I'm like, okay, who is he? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, he's almost got 3 million followers on Twitter. He started up Barstool Sports. Um, and the only time I've ever seen Barstool Sports is like for like one of those like kind of foul like Arsenal like podcast watch along type things. Um, uh, but I understand it's a big, like f f they put out a lot of fan content network, like podcasts and streams and all that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, apparently he sold that for a couple hundred mil. So <laughs> that's how he ends up getting in there, <laughs> but he does like a pizza review series. Um, and all I could find was like, he did one with John Cena. So it's like, he's got, I don't know. I don't know how this even happens, but he's there with Eric Dyer, um, <laughs> uh, Matt Doherty and Harry Kane. And they're just trying a pizza and they're taking a, a bite of it um, and just basically giving their reviews on it. And it's like, what's interesting is that they go to a place where they all gave it like a six out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just all there like, and they keep like going back and forth over like, no, it's more like a Neapolitan style. And then it's like, is that really a Neapolitan style? No, this is, no, it's not that much like a Neapolitan. You know, no, I actually think it is more like a Neapolitan style. And I was just like, what is going on? here with this video um like why then like if it's pizza reviews get i mean obviously conte would probably rather kill himself than do this video yeah but you know like there are get paratici involved get an italian involved don't get three of the widest dudes at tottenham hotspur to go around <laughs> and review pizzas what are you doing yeah it's... Uh, so strange so strange and also like because I assume maybe they're being paid. It's outside of club, but he's wearing a Spurs shirt. I'm like, what is the club getting out of this? Like what, yeah. most of the time when we do promo, it's like the club is feeding, uh, <laughs> homeless cats. Uh, and we're really, uh, a great organization. But this was just like, what are you, what is, what is the point of this? Yeah. I guess they've just gone, Oh, this guy's got like 3 million followers. Let's put out a little video with you, th you three on there. Um, mm. And it is weird because they, they do give him a, he's got a Spurs kit on, which has just no name on the back. So he must've bought that himself to film the video. But then they, when they rock up, they give him a Spurs kit with his name on the back. So he takes <laughs> off his Spurs kit with no name, puts on the one with the name. <laughs> and then, and then also after that, Eric Dyer gives him um, some uh, spotless <laughs> merchandise for his app. <laughs> oh my god that he's invented it just seems like a very it's just a very weird video um like i wasn't judging this hating it. i'm like oh i'll watch any content that comes out spurs related but it's just like it just seems like it was made very much on the fly <laughs> with no one no real brand managers there controlling like what the whole point of it was yeah yeah i mean to me the fact that he rocks up in a shirt that he's bought himself that then he gets given another shit. Like the whole thing just seems so messy mm. and like, <laughs> um, you know, usually the Spurs stuff's pretty slick and this is not that. I, I um, do. I do think now I'm just, just remembering that I think Eric Dyer says something and they show a clip. Remember when they were on the plane going to Korea and they were talking, they were raiding Doherty's goatee. And then mm. I think Eric said something like, you always have to give a decimal. So says blah. And I think he says, so says Dave, so I think that they are actually fans of this guy's pizza thing. Um, but uh -huh. it's so weird to see these three there with then this guy. And it's like, no, we're huge fans of your pizza thing. Can we come along and try a slice of pizza with you? Mental. It's Mental. still bizarre. But uh, who are the biggest fans of the pizza man here? And then Harry Kane's like, me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> me as well. And that's how it got organized. Yeah. I just, 
It, it's also there are people just coming up throughout the video and taking selfies with Harry. And then one guy yeah. comes up and he <laughs> he's looking at these three, four guys and he just goes, oh, which one's the footballer? <laughs> and then like Dyer and Doggy point towards Kane. They're like, that one. <laughs> and then the guy comes up and he's like, can I have a selfie? <laughs> and it's just so bizarre. Like imagine if you're a top player and someone's like, oh, which one's the footballer? Oh, Barney is. Oh, hey, yeah. can I have a photo with you? It's like, you don't even know who I am. <laughs> yeah, what? Um, I would have loved if they thought that this Dave guy was the footballer because he's the one with the kid on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very mental. It's very bizarre. Oh, what a video. Release of the season. It's <laughs> uh, very early contender for release of the season. Maybe we are going to find out, Barney. We have spoken about Spurs play and what content they're going to put on here. Maybe there's a bigger picture behind this. And in a month or so, we get like a, a you know, two hour long documentary of just, you know, and it's just about the Italian influence at the club now. And oh God. Yeah. I bet you we are going to get that. We find out that, I don't know, like Romero makes like spaghetti in the, in the sauna <laughs> at the training ground or something like that. Yeah. It's everywhere. Oh my God. Um, yeah. There's going to be something that's like, how have things changed to be more Italian here? Um, and there'll be some stupid like. Well, I mean, what I've started doing is eating those little little chocolates. Uh, what are they called? Batchy, the little elephants. Yeah. I started eating them. Like, Some those. Wow. We, now, we also now play bocce in the showers. That's really fun. <laughs> Bit weird. With, it hurts when it hits your foot, but it's pretty fun. It's fun. Yeah, bloody hell. Um, the, we mentioned his name already, but Dan, I think it's time for the segment. Oh. The one that everyone tunes in for. What's he been doing? What's he up to? Paratici. Paratici Watch. Yes, Paratici Watch. Also, Barney, I love, now known as The Segment. The Segment. <laughs> I hope that catches on online and everywhere. It's just like, has anyone, has everyone caught The Segment this yeah. week? That would be a wonderful yeah. branding branding effort from us if we could get it to that place. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give it a go. I want people to start referring to it as The Segment. The Segment. Um. <laughs> So Paratici, what's he been up to, Dan? What have you what have you seen? So Paratici, um, he's there's quite a few photos of him from the career tour, and he looks very confused in all of them. Mm. And I think mm. uh, it follows on from our theory previously that he's very confused by players' boots because they're all mm. holding their boots. He's still very very confused. Now there's ones of him talking to Conte about it, um, but when it comes to footwear. There's been a photo, which I think was before the Rangers game, which was uh, Conte, uh, I think Greta Steinson, the, the new uh, technique, whatever, <laughs> whatever back, we're adding so many different backroom stuff in that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I lose track, but some sort of smart person. Um, and he's dressed up in a very tight suit as if it's like his first day at work and he just really wants to impress. And then Paratici, he's just there in his suit, no tie, and just wearing these little brown loafers. <laughs> but he's got his phone. He's got his phone out. He's like... Of course he does. <laughs> I just feel yeah. like if you're Antonio Conte, and whenever you're talking to Paratici, he's always just got his phone in front of him, surely they'd <laughs> yeah. be like, at one stage, just be like, hey, Fabio, maybe you could be a bit more present with me for five minutes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'd be nice. We can have a better friendship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wh uh, what are you saying, Antonio? You mean I'm trying to play Candy Crush, you idiot? <laughs> yes, but life not always about Candy Crush, Fabio. We we've got a nice game going on. <laughs> Come on, let's uh, respond. If you don't stop talking, I'm gonna put in my headphones. <laughs> yeah. And that takes him three minutes to get them out, plug them. Yeah, in. get them out, untangle them, uh, <laughs> and then he's lost the adapter. He's trying to find that. Yeah, I, I just love it's like just I love the Paratici's. He's just everywhere. He just loves it. Like, yeah. which I think is good. Like he pops up on the bench. He's, he's walking around Ibrox in some loafers. Like he's treating <laughs> every ground we go to like his living room. <laughs> like it's, he's really sort of like, I think taking liberties with his position that, you know, <laughs> they probably think like Fabio should we should, should we go tell Fabio? He really shouldn't be down here right now. And it's like, well, you, you go tell him if you want to, <laughs> I'm not going to mention it to him. Yeah. Go break his heart. Go yeah. on. If you want to do that, go on. I want to see next, so I want him to dress down in, like, next time. Actually, by the end of the season, he's just in, like, one of those, like, Snuggies. <laughs> <laughs> just, he's like, ah, oh, casual. 
Uh, Fabio, why are you dressed like unicorn? Uh, <laughs> bit weird. Hey, who cares? <laughs> who cares anymore? Who cares? You're just uh, casual. I'm just a regular guy. This is where it comes out. It'll be like, hey, Fabio Paratici has actually been sleeping at the stadium. Um, it's like they, we can't convince him to go home. He's just like, so that's why he just like throws on whatever he has at the time. And he's like, well, this will do. I couldn't find my shoes. I found this. They're pretty, pretty cool. Pretty comfy. <laughs> yeah. Baby, th- those are, those are two KFC boxes. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> what hey, are don't doing? knock it till you try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh uh, yeah. I want I just want some more, con- I want some more paratechia being interviewed content or I want some, some more, he's just accidentally in a video. Like we're having to work quite hard to get the evidence of Paratici's um, operations. Oh, this, this is binding. Like in, you know, 10 years, like when they do the documentary about all this and we'll be like, we were on the Paratici case for a long time and for a while we didn't get many leads. So we were mm. kind of going off scraps and we were <laughs> sort of making do with the segment, with what we could. Uh, but then after all that, like it finally paid off and we just had this beautiful moment, which happened. So look, if, if we've launched, launched this whole Spurs play thing and there is not a Paratici documentary in there, um, like, cause it is, it is an entertaining guy. And I feel like we are going to get some, some more stuff. Maybe now he's been there for a bit longer. He's got Conte. Like they seem to like Paratici's at least popping up all the time now. So, um, I'm I'm hoping like Conte cams this season we're going to get some more Paratici and um, more bits and pieces there and maybe hopefully they start pushing out a bit more content with him. I really do hope so. Do you think uh, you saying case just made me sort of think? Do you think if Paratici went missing we would be suspects? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they did like a Google search of like. All right, everyone, he's, he's been missing for three weeks. Let's go to Google and just see how many mentions anyone's given Paratici. Uh, they would look and they go, what's his Paratici watch? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, and what and our podcast is like, Paratici watch. He's in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> we finally got him. We finally got we him. Got him. He's All in the, the content basement. we could ever need. He's been living off a jar of honey for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. If someone told me that Paratici only ate honey, I would be like, yeah, no, I believe that. I believe that he only eats honey, like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it would explain some of the sort of erratic behavior. His brain is like, he's a very smart guy. He just can't function. Like it functions enough off the sugar in the honey, but it just can't get all the way there, which is why we get these moments where he's so confused. Um, But then other moments where he's so frantic. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's so high off the sugar. Yeah. They just come to the trade ground the morning. They'd see Paratici just passed out on the first team pitch with a, just a yeah. jar of honey just laid on his chest. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I'm sure there um, has to be something. There's got to be something about him. There's got to be something. Oh. We will find it, Barney. And I do yeah. think that our persistence is going to pay off in mm. a very big way. And we're going to have. There's going to be something we'll uncover. I agree. It probably could start with me actually just Googling him because I've never done that. <laughs> I'm just very, it's very passive research. I'm just sort of waiting for it to come to me. Yeah. Well, look, we do have, at least on the Discord now, a lot more people are posting up, uh, you know, mm. so we, we are. So look, if you said, if they, if he does go missing and they do look for people, they'd be like, oh, these guys, these guys also, they've influenced others to like provide photos <laughs> of his whereabouts. <laughs> So, yep. Oh no! Doesn't look good for uh, Miss Bursey oh. if that ever happens. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and then the, we really will be called this segment. Yeah, <laughs> that's the documentary name on the true crime one where we get locked <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Um, was there anything else uh, that you that was uh, burning in the can for you, Dan? That you wanted to speak about? Uh, probably the last thing we need to touch on is you know the fact that it's gone under the radar, but we have won another trophy. Huge. The Walter Tull Trophy for beating Rangers. Mm-hmm. So for all the people out there, all the sort of, you know, the, the the Enoch Levy haters who keep going, one trophy in 20 years, it's not good enough. It's like, well, we've got the Audi Cup from 2019. Maybe time to give that a bit more respect. And now we've got the Walter Tull Trophy. Uh, exactly. So, hey, it all starts somewhere. 
And if it starts with preseason trophies, uh, I, I do look, I do at least like that the Walter Tull trophy does kind of like mean something more than just like the Audi cup <laughs> where it's just like, <laughs> all right, this car brand has paid like, you know, 50 grand just to have the, the, the trophy named after them. And then they can go around their office and you're like, oh, have you seen the Audi Cups now? It's, it's pretty much as big as the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it definitely like the origins of the trophy being, you know, uh, in reference to the what he was a lieutenant in the in the army and he was the first black lieutenant and he also played for Rangers. So there's like a bit more of a um like a history or a sentimentality or a, a, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's a bit more meaning. Not necessarily in winning the cup, but the cup itself. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, he played for us, but all, albeit sort of 10, only 10 games. Um, mm. And then did play for Rangers, but I, and I think that was just before the war, but then he, he went off and he was sadly killed in, in, in action in, in World War I. Um, but yeah, the first, like you said, the first black uh, lieutenant and also the first black outfield player, um, I guess, in sort of professional football or semi-professional football as it sort of would have been back then um so yeah it's just a nice it's just a nice moment i think when you've just got a. I i don't people to hear this and go like oh, they're going on about <laughs> winning, winning a trophy it's more it's like it's nice when you've got that little moment to tie it in and um yeah i think it was a just a nice touch i, I really wanted our players to celebrate it well they got it and they were kind of like yeah like the audi cup Musa Soko's holding it above his head. You know, it looks like we've won the Champions League. It's so funny. <laughs> Whether this is just kind of like, yeah, yeah, good times. Well, that, maybe that's where the Audi execs come back into it and they're like, are they going to celebrate? They're not celebrating yeah. enough. We bought, we bought fireworks for this shit. <laughs> yeah. It's the Audi Cup. Yeah. <laughs> come on, make them happier. Be happier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just get it like they just get a doctored footage and it's just cgi later of like yeah, like fifa celebrating <laughs> but you know when you win a trophy on fifa and there's all these confetti but there's no trophy and they're holding up this imaginary yeah yeah <laughs> but look there we go that's uh yeah so we got one more preseason game mm-hmm. and then yep. the start of this I, I honestly i can't believe that we'll miss at the start of the season yeah it's crazy like it feels really and we this is starting at a normal time, like because we normally start early August. So, I wonder where it because there's the World Cup, which is December, I think, like mm -hmm. kind of late November to December. Does that mean that where where I'm, I haven't seen the exact fixture list? Like I just don't know where we're compressing all the games into. Like I think I, I heard something that they said that all the Champions League group stages have to be done before the World Cup. Yep. And then there's basically that month, which is not really a month off, but it's a month of no club football. So, um, yeah, I think look ultimately, I think we're looking a little bit sharper than we have in previous preseasons. Even though, like you said, there were still some some like errant passes and still some stuff that will hopefully come together in the next week or two. Uh, but Kane was looking good. We, it looks like we're getting sort of like October Kane for the start of the season, rather than you know. Mr. Ghosty, who just goes missing in the in August, um, mm. so yeah, I think it's it's good. It's good. I, I I'm very I'm feeling very confident. I guess what I'm saying is after uh, after you know what we've done so far. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, um, and yeah, I I want to look into the because uh, we're going to oh my god, I've forgotten the name of the country that we're going to Israel. Um, and it's a little dicey considering the previous world events, but I don't really know much about it. So if I, if I can, I'm going to find out. Yeah, I think we'll, yeah, it's, it's a good idea for us to look into it. Um, and that doesn't mean they're suddenly going to read a couple of articles and become experts <laughs> on the topic. I mean, but... if you're getting, if you're getting your, your, uh, news about, uh, uh, Israel and, and whether, a sports team going on tour there is a particular uh, like what does that mean from two morons that do a spurs podcast like you know <laughs> yeah, if you're, that's if you're, all your only source <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're like you know what i really want some like striking commentary on world events to just seep its way in at the end uh it's like not that we don't think that discourse is important but it's just usually we'd like to leave that up to people who are slightly more educated on those topics um and 
can, you know, provide a more balanced view as opposed to sort of us just reading, you know, reading a couple of tweets and then trying to make the call on what's right and what's wrong based off that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to look into that. Well, I think that's us, is it? That is us. All righty. Well, um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've gotten this far, um, I salute you. <laughs> um, uh, and we'll be back uh, next week with um, more more Spurs stuff because this is a Spurs podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that sums up nicely, Barney. Good. Yeah, great. Well, as always, I've been Barney. I've been Dan. And come on, uh, you Spurs. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.